2: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and
1: welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Gentlemen, I don't even know where to begin. But, man, you know what? Listen, I have always been a win in advance. I will celebrate that. There's been a lot of heat directed towards Team USA, depending on when you watch that game, whether it was midnight, Pacific time. By the way, Hawaii, God bless you guys, 9 p.m. That that was a really good time. Uh, 3 a.m. in New York. But I've always been a win in advance kind of a person, and I celebrate little things in life, but Carly Lloyd uh, was not happy. And again, listen, Team USA is in position to do something. No other team in World Cup history, men or female, has done three straight World Cup championships. And at the end of the day, I go back to Team USA basketball. If you guys remember, they took a lot of flack at the beginning of their run. They didn't look great, but what did they do? They advanced. They figured it out and they won gold. So, Ramani Buck, I'm going to start with you. I mean, I not that I was surprised at what Carly Lloyd said. Not that I'm surprised that. By the way, what 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 happens with this Team USA team? And I've heard this a lot from people, not just in the media, but people that are friends, people that um, I kind of talk to about. Are you going to watch the game? This is a very um, Polarizing team, it shouldn't be in my view, but again, I think the way that they carry themselves, maybe there's a little bit of politics involved. I don't know. But there's a lot happening here where I think a lot of uh, people are taking pride in maybe um, this, this team struggles. Again, they have uh, drawn the last two games. they advanced with a zero, zero or nil nil result. And they have not looked very good, and they did not win their group. Uh, your thoughts on sort of the backlash or the heat that Team USA is taking right now? It's very well deserved.
3: I mean, this is a team that is supposed to be a perennial powerhouse. And it, for those that didn't see the game, 0-0, 91st minute, Portugal with a chance to win it, and they hit the crossbar um I mean we're very fortunate to even be advancing and that's kind of what Carly Lloyd was saying. She said you're lucky to not be going home right now. And then she also said there's a difference between being respectful of the fans and saying hello to your family but to be dancing and smiling. Um and I agree with that because yes, Arash, they could go on and win the whole thing and you know, I still think that they probably will. But there's a, t- <laughs> I don't know. There's, a- I don't want to be the fun police, but no, there is a time a and place there's for. It. You almost
1: lost. It. No, no, okay, that's fine. But they didn't, and and why I kind of push back on what Carly Lloyd said. What they, when you advance past the group stage, that's all you want to do. So when you see teams in Major League Baseball celebrate when they make it to the postseason, again, you can knock this as well. And I've seen people do this. You didn't win the division. Yeah, but we played all this time to advance to the group stage. Now they're in the knockout phase. Now they're in just, the there's, – there's no more draws. There's no more draws. We're in the knockout stage. So you you work all that time to get to this point. So if they want to celebrate with their families and friends, yes, they didn't look good. They, they, they were not dominant, but they advanced. I just want to say one more
3: thing really quickly, yeah. and I know the this is a little is bit on the ex- – extreme side, <laughs> but I love the Kobe quote, and you know which one I'm talking about, Arash, in the press conference. Right. You're up 2-0. You're not smiling, taking a smile out of you job's not finished and that's, that's right. kind of Job. i know that's the extreme way but that's kind of where i'm at with yeah it. job's
4: not even close to being finished the all-time yeah. greats are never they never settle they're never satisfied and it's a gift and a curse like i've that same mentality i'm not obviously an all-time great athlete but i have that same mentality in life where i rarely enjoy things like i'm always looking for more and wanting more <laughs> (laughs) and trying to dominate certain things in life and be excellent at it. Like that's just a mindset I got from Kobe growing up and Michael Jordan, guys like that, 5.00 AM workouts, all that stuff. Like, and the thing is with the team USA women, it's not over. Um, I wanted to bring up a point about Argentina last in the men's world cup. They looked abysmal in the group stage and they came out into the round of 16 and they were a different team. They kind of started to get going and they ended up winning it all. So I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, Team USA women should still be the favorite, right? Like Nothing's changed uh, but it is a little concerning but again, perhaps uh We'll see this brings the fire out of them and they're able to come out and kind of dominate the rest of the way And this was a feel-out period
0: The perplexing thing about you bringing up that kobe quote of it being 2-0 and series isn't over No, this is like advancing in the first round. They advanced around. It wasn't in the middle of the game. Who are we to tell athletes that are in a sport where it is a four-year wait to do something in the middle of an era of this team where you have the veterans that have won before and the newcomers trying to come together with people that have never experienced that. And whether you like it or not, despite this country not investing in women's sports, They still dominated, and now they're starting to invest in it, and so is the rest of the world. So the competition is caught up, much to Arash's point about the USA men's team and the rest of the world catching up. This is the universe we're in now. Hell, do you guys know the story of some of the the, the women on the the, uh, Filipino team about how they essentially, because the U.S. was so good, these group of guys went on the Internet Went through Google, went through Facebook to look up these these players, these, these female athletes to see if they were Filipino and see if they wanted to play for that country since they couldn't make it for the U.S. Like that's this in any shape or form, whether they're investing, whether they're doing crazy stories like that, like everything is getting better and the rest of the world wants to join in. So this is the new reality and good for Carly being the leader and being like, hey, Series, A, this is not. We're not done. Just you guys can remember yeah. that. I kind of think it's kind of uh, the. Would you say? Would you say, Ramon, the fun police over here? Like, <laughs> yeah, guys, bro, bro, they advance. Like, chill out. This is this is different than the professional sports that we're used to. When it comes to the Olympics, when it comes to the World Cup, we're talking about years of preparation years of heartbreak if they had messed up their one opportunity in some cases when it comes to the olympics or the world cup so i have no problem with some of the new people that are on that team that are getting to experience this this dream that they have to get that type of accomplishment that's like that's what you do could, it for
4: could could also be the opposite they could have dominated through the group stage and then struggled and you know the round of Sixteen. I mean, similar to—I hate to do this to you, Adrian—but similar to the Cavaliers, who looked elite all year, and then the lights were brighter than expected. Like that's what alan said. I mean, they weren't ready. They had a young team. I hate to say it. I mean, you rather have—and that's just the first example I could say. I didn't want to go after you, Adrian, or your team, but you could have the opposite, where you're dominant all year and then you suck in the postseason and lay a dud. You know? Or what? What
0: does it have to do with the
4: anyway? We keep going. It has to do. Everything has to do. I mean, it, it's about perspective. They're in a better position than the Cavaliers. By the way, one of my uh, favorite Kobe memories,
1: being in Denver in the locker room, and this was um, not in 2008, but this was in 2009. The previous year, they had lost to the Celtics in the finals, and they had a trophy presentation for the Western Conference finals, <laughs> and Kobe wanted to have nothing to do with it. His arms were folded. He refused to put on the uh, conference championship shirt and hat, mm-hmm. uh, and he wanted nothing to do with it. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with it if you want to put on that conference championship shirt and hat and have a good time. I, I think there's a way to do both. At the end of the day, I think you guys are all right. They will be judged by how they do this moment forward. No one cares about the group stage. You have to win and advance, or in their case, draw and advance. And they have. And so, um, but this is the time of year that I really love. I mean, the problem with them not winning the group, by the way, guys, is their start times for these games are really rough uh, had they won the group stage fox had negotiated start times that which was which was which were more conducive to uh folks in the united states watching them they are now relegated to having once again um again depending on where you live a start time of midnight in uh on the pacific uh 3 a.m back east just really rough for You guys again, I'm enthralled by the World Cup. I I, I, I watch all the games. Uh, how invested are you guys? Uh, again, really difficult to st- st- times here. So um, How invested are you guys into these World Cup?
0: I hope that they continue to Have the success that they're having with some of the people that aren't the biggest fans of What they stand for and what they yeah. stand for, in my opinion is very american so shout out to them and i hope they continue to dominate i don't care about how they're playing or blah 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 for what they stand for as people and as athletes for women for americans for people across the world quite frankly um so if that answers the question
4: absolutely and And they're not going away
3: yeah go ahead uh, for for me it's it's you know 2am is really tough (laughs) I'm, I'm going to be real 2 a.m. is really tough if it was the semifinals or the finals I would be watching round of 16 round of 8 2 a.m. I'll you know see if I can make it to midnight and then yeah it's, it's just it's a lot to ask for and isn't the next game in the middle of the work week yeah, or that what exactly was what it a rush do we know
1: um well, I, don't I, don't, I don't know if they've really yeah, i mean i think they have the schedule out but i don't have it in front of me now but i mean yeah, the the bigger point that i was making is no matter what day of the week it is it is a work day and it is at midnight on, the, on up the on the pacific time zone and uh 3 a.m so no matter where you are i mean you have to adjust your it's, schedule you have to try really hard to watch these games a rush. It's Saturday at oh. uh, well,
3: Saturday going into Sunday at two a.m. Okay. Pacific. So oh, actually, here's that's what? very
4: interesting. Why? Everybody be drunk and <laughs> you're out at the bars. Could the bars? Hey, be for before? for me, for me, it could be the semifinals or the finals. I'm getting my sleep. I'm sorry, unless it's the NBA championship or the Super Bowl, like or the World Series, and that wouldn't be at two a.m. I know it sucks that it's a different schedule. It's just I don't have enough. Passion to go and watch other than the big three sports that I like. At, and it's nothing against the women. Like, they're great. I'll watch the highlights yeah. and whatnot. It's just, I need my sleep.
0: Uh huh. You want to talk about <laughs> passion? You want to talk About passion? I'm very passionate about something. And, oh. and guys, first off, I want to apologize for not being here yesterday. Things in life happen. <laughs> um, but I'm here now. And you should always be following us at the sporting trip and why not me on Twitter at Adrian Radio 93. And I tweeted something in the afternoon as news came out that I believe the 30th golf restaurant in Las Vegas is now being built. Everyone's (laughs) coming after Top top Golf spot. Okay. Everyone's going after that. And then not only is it the 30th golf restaurant that's being built, there's also a few pickleball Restaurants being built and I could go into the reasons why pickleballs being like is getting more popular now Because certain people are starting to be really good at tennis and golf and I'll kind of leave it at that But I'm begging you I'm begging someone if there's someone who, who wants to run a restaurant and wants a cool like a cool idea Just like the connect Four base basketball game at Dave and Buster's why not make a basketball restaurant? Why not make a baseball restaurant? Why do I live in Las Vegas and have 40 different top golf impersonation restaurants in this city? And I'm glad we got the exclusive, again, at Twitter, at the sporting trib, exclusive photos of this atomic golf that is being oh, built in yeah. the strat. But I'm sick and tired of it always being golf, bro. Not everyone plays golf, there's other sports. Get a better gimmick. I'm sick of it. That's my message. And vote for me.
3: Adrian I completely agree with this and I think it would be a great idea actually in uh, Wrigleyville downtown Chicago if you guys have not been across from Wrigley Field is a bar called Sluggers where they have a batting cage upstairs you go get some drinks in you and then you go head upstairs it's one of the biggest draws in Wrigleyville and I don't know why more people don't adopt that concept it is a little dangerous because you know, you could step into the wrong batting cage. You have a ninety <laughs> mile per hour fastball. <laughs> <and> <laughs> a sometimes, <laughs> yeah. It, um, but I agree with. I like that
1: idea. So the key with this concept is you have to have an activity that you can enjoy in between drinks. So a the batting cage makes sense. You know, I go in there now. It has to be safe. Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm having drinks, so. Um, I don't know, and this may not, not sound um, too manly, but maybe like kind of a t-ball or something, but you don't want to have someone <laughs> all being pitched at you like in between drinks. So that's one thing right there. With basketball, it would need to almost be like a pop a shot concept. Again, you don't want to have a one-on-one or a five-on-five or a three-on-three. You're not trying to uh, sweat a lot. You're trying to do an activity drink activity drink so the reason and i don't like pickleball so adrian i'm with you on that uh the amount of attention and investment the millions of dollars that have been invested and sports center for the love of god no one knows anything about these teams and pickleball don't try to stuff this down our throats we don't care about pickleball we don't care about the teams by the way if you want to play it god bless you but we really don't need highlights of this uh, so that's that um but again, you need activity where it can be activity, drink, activity, drink. Connect for yeah. basketball. You've been to David. Seen it. Like you've that. seen the game,
0: right? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. Like I met Brandon connect for basketball. You're not <laughs> pulling up you are mine grant with the bros on a Friday night. We're not doing that. A little TS. I'm down. TN? I'm down.
4: I do. Remember, I'm a pretty low key guy. I mostly just like watch Netflix and, and like hang out on the weekends with my dogs and my family and my girlfriend. So like, I'm down to go out and play Connect Four, but I will not be uh, drinking or you know participating That's in not other not things. Okay? I'll come out with the boys. I'll come out with the boys. Yo, Adrian. Wondering. Yo, Adrian.
1: So, yo, so he's not lying. We were at Shellback, a very popular. Um, Hole in the wall bar, but it's not just a hole in the wall bar. It's like it, it, it is world famous. It's, it, it's, uh, it's a so well knows. known, well known hole in the wall uh, bar. Anyway, so Brandon's there and no drinking, has a club sandwich, no bacon, almost defeats the purpose of the club sandwich, I think, at that point, but that's okay. Um, and very chill. My man is very correct. He does not get turned up. At my wedding, though, he promised at my wedding next year, he did promise he'd, he'd get turned up and he would rap for me. So that is the only time that I expect for him to get turned up. I'm about to put
0: you on the spot though, because um, our new relationship and how our relationship has evolved, boss. <laughs> I haven't gotten an invite, or haven't heard. Worried about You're if you? Sure. I don't think no,
1: anybody's no. gotten an invite, bro. No, no one's gotten an got, invite. No, I don't. No think. one's got an invite. But you guys are all invited. <laughs> so there there no, is no say. official invite. We don't have a location yet, for God's sake.
0: <laughs> yeah, but let's go into the invitations, okay? Hey, yeah. Genie Bus, we know might show up. We we get we
1: get it. Genie we get Bus list. will get invited. Pickers, or Rob we get Palenka. We'll get Oh, and I got to stay away from everybody. Let me tell you, the key to some of these invites are, it doesn't matter if they, sh- well, it does matter. You you want to know a confirmation beforehand, but it, 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 it enhances everyone's experience. Imagine Brandon's face if Rob Pelican <laughs> is sitting next to him at the table. Imagine what that what that's gonna be like. Rob Palenka sitting next to Brandon Imagine the three be after on this show if that
0: happens. My it's goodness. Be great. Are we um are, are you thinking about Dan Patrick? Um Michael Wilbon. I what don't is, know. I don't know those guys cool. as
1: much. Jay Adonde's a possibility. <laughs> 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 Armand's former professor. That's so we'll true. see. Former we'll we'll, we'll yeah. go down the list. Oh,
0: that's like when you can
1: add your th- when your
0: teacher is like, I can't add you to Facebook until you graduate, Mister Whoever, because he. Okay, this is this is intriguing. I'm I'm looking. Jay Adande, I'll give him a high five. I'll introduce myself. Good man. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, a moment when me and Brandon meet, that'll be spectacular as well. Hopefully, wow. well before this it's wedding. It's
1: still surreal because, like, I because yeah, again, we've we've you guys have all met this way, but when you met Steve Car for the first time, I was like, that's right, they, they've never met in person. So that's well, the way yes. we embraced. Oh, you could wow. check it
0: out youtube youtube.com so sporting trip like you're watching right now um <laughs> yeah these are good things sparks are- sparks, I-
4: sparks will fly sparks will fly when we meet brother
0: i apologize to yeah real guys i apologize for the derailment it's just these golf restaurants really took me down the dark path last night and i was upset that i wasn't on the show and then i see this crap and i'm like bro enough with the golf but yeah. i'm off my tangent now
1: Sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, so the Atomic Golf, we'll, we'll have an event there whenever they open up. They're uh, hoping to open up by November. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, really big TV. So w- whether you play golf or not, it's going to be a fun place to go watch sports. It'll be a fun place for us to have, you know, watch parties and t- different events. And uh, maybe we can, like, record the show out there, get the crew out to Vegas. Oh, and, uh, oh, and you know. I love this place, actually. Let me, let me, I will say this is gonna be a, a great time with you and the bros well because as you know the north end of the strip has to try to get more love so they're getting creative uh we they've reached out to us so we're gonna listen well there we go that'll be another remote that we'll do at some point That's gonna get out of, i don't know if these guys are ready um, for that uh remote location Well, uh, listen, no comment there. No comment I'm very interested in
3: this remote location.
1: No. no, no. Two for one on the main stage. All right, guys, let's leave it there uh, for today. (laughs) That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe,
2: stay healthy. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clam with the
1: when we come around. Welcome back to the Urash Markazi Show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Listen, guys, I um, want to be excited about the—and it's not even the second half of the season for Major League Baseball, but I there's nothing like playoff— baseball and you two can appreciate that more than most by the way you guys are the poster child for what the league would love to have young fans the majority of baseball fans read the box scores in the newspaper by the way adrian i don't know if you saw the las vegas review journal the latest newspaper to say we're going to do away with box scores no longer are we going to put box scores in the newspaper here's the problem with that the normal response to this is you could just find that online. You could just go online. The only people who are still subscribing to a print newspaper at this point are doing so because they don't want to go online, don't know how to go online, or refuse to go online. So you're really, I mean, this is the death of print newspapers. And again, it's on its last leg. I'm but sorry. This is, you're way. officially chopping. Off the and again, I like the uh, tactile pleasure of at least a couple of times a week, perhaps on the weekend, uh, picking up a paper, looking at the box score. Yes, you could do it online. Of course you could do it online. But again, the reason I bring that up, the majority of baseball fans, again, are older. Brandon, Grant played at a very high level. They are younger. So guys, Will we see big-time postseason baseball? Again, I, I think we are safe to say the Dodgers will make it into the postseason, but will they have a deep run? Uh, Grant, I will start with you there.
2: Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it's 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 up to the players at this point, and, and much like it was last year, um, you know, they had everything they needed on paper, and they went into that postseason, you're playing your rival, the Padres, and you think, oh, well, we dominated them in, in series past, and we dominated them this year but you know you come into it and they lose in the first round and that's not what you want to see this year obviously and last year's team to in my opinion was a lot better on paper than this year's so this year you're that you know they're having this run you know they've acquired you know some guys to kind of help around the edges but you still have some question marks, right? And there's a lot of question marks for a lot of teams. But in terms of the Dodgers, look, you're kind of overperforming at this point. You've hit a skid a little bit. You lost two out of three to the Reds. Um, you haven't been looking good. You lost two out of three to the Blue Jays. So teams that are that are you know kind of competing with them, the Reds are going to be competing with them. You might see them in October, um, and you know Toronto's a, a very formidable team. They just took two out of three against the Angels. So for the Dodgers, if you want to you know, be at that point to where you can say, okay, we got in, we're solid. You know, we, we kind of have the guys from last year and added around the edges. That's where you want to be. And I think them winning less this year is kind of a plus. And this is why is because last year they were 20 games up going into the, into the playoffs and the NLDS, they were skating. They were coasting this year. You kind of got to grind a little bit. Guys are on, you know, right behind you. The giants are right behind you. The Padres are getting it together this is a team that you can't get complacent. You can't get comfortable and you know, guys are getting hurt. Now JD Martinez is down. So, you know, going into this, this down stretch, this, this home stretch, you gotta still play at the peak. And I, I know that they, they know that, you know, they know that going in. you know, from last year, they were kind of up and down. Now you gotta go into the playoffs with this edge, with this fight, with this fire, with this energy. And I think the, the moves that they made will kind of reflect that.
4: Yeah, Grant, those are all good points. I also wanted to add, you know, Pitching. They're going to have to pitch better down the stretch. I know they made some moves for some pitchers toward the deadline, and they're going to have to continue that. Their lineup is not going to be the problem. I think last year, their lineup was so good for so long. This happens to every lineup. We saw it with the Braves against the Angels in the first game of the series, where all of a sudden there's one game where they can't hit. And for the Dodgers, it was like five games in the playoffs at the worst time. But out of like, that's just bad luck. Like, they're going to hit, they're going to be prepared to hit in the postseason going to be like can you get bobby miller to become that ace you know in the postseason is kershaw going to come back healthy and look the same like is earlier to better walker bueller yeah might but that, that's too. a yeah it's a possibility some but time. i think it's more more likely he comes back next season but still a rush they've always been prepared for next season when they're going to have walker bueller when they're going to have a lot of money this free agency to go after some guys but I, I, I wouldn't doubt a postseason run for them. I just would right now take the Reds in a series against them, which sounds kind of crazy. And I would also take the Braves in a series against them. Look like at that smile
1: from Adrian
0: Hernandez. <laughs> I'm ready
4: for Adrian here.
0: No no, 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 I, Grant, you look perplexed. We are in audio and video format. <laughs> That's right. Go
2: ahead, get back in the ring, buddy. You're uh, I was going to say something about the Reds. I mean, the Reds, I don't know about if I'd have the Reds over the Dodgers in a series. Now, they did just beat them two out of three, so I can understand why Brandon said that. But if we're going in like, like if we go game by game in in an NLDS scenario, I'll take what the Dodgers have acquired and what they have on paper over the Reds. And obviously, look, I took the Dodgers over the Padres last year on paper and look what happened. So I understand by Brandon, but that's just kind of an outrageous statement to take a team that is a little bit over 500 and kind of overperforming against. It's a team that's kind of solid in a, in a lot of areas with superstars, and I know the Reds have Ellie De La Cruz, and he dominated the Do- the Dodgers over Joey the past weekend. Too, don't you forget so- it. I see kind of both ends, but it's just an outrageous statement in my opinion. I, see, this
4: is this is why I don't think it's outrageous. Before Adrian goes, let me defend myself real quick, Adrian. <laughs>
2: uh,
4: they have arguably the best lineup. I mean, they can go toe-to-toe with the Dodgers in their lineup, with their depth. I feel like you, you got Spencer Steer coming out. He has an 800 OPS. Seems like everybody in the lineup has an 800-plus OPS, except De La Cruz, who's honestly struggling more than everybody else in the lineup right now. He only had that outburst against the Dodgers that one game. And I look... They're, they're pitching better. Like Williamson's starting to pitch better. Lively's starting to pitch better. Ashcraft's pitching better. Abbott is their ace as a rookie. They're gonna get Ladello back toward the end of the year. Ladolo and Hunter Green. They haven't even had Hunter Green for this run. Just think about it. Like when you go toe to toe, and by the way, the thing that I think separates the Reds from the Dodgers, and I'm not saying the Dodgers have clubhouse issues because they don't. The Reds are like really like all on the same page. You have Votto as that veteran. You have the young guys all stepping in. They love each other. That clubhouse is maybe the most close-knit clubhouse in all of baseball this year. And that is why I think those intangibles push the Reds right now over the Dodgers. Now, again, just because what I've seen from the Dodgers in the past, now I know the Reds haven't made the playoffs, but the Dodgers choke almost every year in the playoffs at some point. And I hate to say it. I hope it's different. Maybe perhaps this is the year when no one expects it, that they do win a championship and they get there. But I'm just saying, if a team gets hot like the Reds are right now and they stay hot, at the right time, I think there's a serious argument. I think they could beat him for sure.
0: And Grant, one thing you're forgetting too is that this is a different era of the Reds, meaning that if you got to play in Cincinnati, Joe Burrow is going to be there in a suite with the Reds <laughs> and Jamar Chase. And that's just going to bring a different type of energy. A cool energy in the crowd of Cincinnati, Ohio has never happened. So that's a little X factor. But... The, the one thing that gets me excited is you guys just had a, a full blown discussion going back and forth on if the Reds can beat the Dodgers, a small market team going up against the Goliaths. And I'm looking at the standings. Where are the Yankees and the Red Sox at the bottom? Who's in the wild card race right now? Let's go to the NL. You got arizona miami milwaukee firmly in the mix in between philly and san francisco you got baltimore in first place like i'm looking at these if if the playoffs happen today the only team that kind of doesn't get me excited is the fact that minnesota is leading the central but you got the texas rangers too and they spend a lot of money and to see these variety of teams um and just see these small market teams finally getting a chance. And like there was 30,000 fans over the weekend for the Marlins series that they had. They don't get those fans. They never have yeah. like in their history. So to see these markets kind of explode and fully support the Reds are another one. They're fully invested. Arizona is another one. These people are going to games. These are teams that have struggled with attendance and it's really cool to see. And that's what I love because it. Pains me every time I turn on ESPN on Sunday night and it's Red Sox and Yankees. It pains me when you guys Finally somebody said it. No, no, but all these big market teams remember I'm not from LA like you guys. All right I'm from (laughs) small market Cleveland So to see these small market teams and see Baltimore and those fan bases be energized It's just it's it's something cool and something not expected
4: and at this point, I know we'll, I'll let Arash go here in a second, but I wanted to bring up a few points, lastly, on this on this topic. First off, you'd have to pay me to watch the Yankees play baseball right now. They suck. <laughs> they, they should sell. They should have sold at the deadline. They don't. They never sell. That's the Yankees motto. But I wouldn't be surprised if they finished the season under five hundred, even with Aaron Judge back. Like, that's how bad they are. Um, and the second thing, the second thing I'll say, I know we're on in Vegas. We're on in L.A. We're on in Hawaii. And why are we talking about the Reds? And I'll explain to you why. I think this is more what a rock said baseball, all the numbers going up, the attendance going up, the fan base is becoming larger, especially with the younger crowd. A lot of that due to the pitch clock and younger talent like Ellie De La Cruz. And when we talk about the Reds, they're the next Astros, in my opinion. They're the team that tanked for years, tons of prospects, elite talent that is just going to find a way to stay in it and have that second big red machine type of dynasty in the National League Central over the next 10 years. But perhaps it's a little premature to say that because the Cardinals are still going to be good next year. I truly believe that. But I really think the Reds are are that next Houston. Houston, people forget, they had the worst record of all time 15 (laughs) years ago, 10 years ago. And then it's how they got Altuve. The Dodgers traded him Jordan Alvarez for Josh Fields, right? And like... Uh, it, by the way, Dodgers have the worst. They, they have, are a great organization. They have the worst trades by far of anybody in history. If we're just looking at the guys they've traded, that, Pedro, Pedro all the way back to Pedro Martinez, and I love the they uh, Dodgers some are good a great ones, organization. Though. They, they have did. had
2: some good ones. They've had some good
4: ones. I'm not saying, got, I'm just saying right there. They got Mookie Betts via be trade, let's
2: not forget. They did, Mookie they Bates, did, they Trey did. Trey Turner, Max Scherzer, yeah. Manny Machado. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of good, kind of yeah. that good. That is, that is good, that is good. And I guess you could argue
4: if you're getting all these guys, you're trading away all this elite talent, you're getting a lot of elite talent too. Trust me, I'm not trying to disrespect the Dodgers. I'm just saying they helped the Astros turn into this, this generational contender yeah. because if they gifted Jordan Alvarez for no reason. All
1: right. Speaking of generational talent, the the Dodgers will do something next week that I'm so happy that they've decided to do much like the Los Angeles Lakers. They a long time ago decided they are only retiring the numbers of hall of fame players, which is a high bar. And it's a fair bar. There are some times though, if you make your own rules, you could change your own rules. And I am so glad that they are going to change their own rules to do something that should have been done a long time ago. Next week, They will be retiring Fernando Valenzuela's jersey number. Again, they've never given it to another player, I do not believe, but they've never properly retired it along with the other Hall of Fame players. However, enough... People have come out and said, what the heck are you guys doing? This is not a league-mandated rule. This is a team rule. What Fernando Valenzuela meant to that organization, to that franchise, Valenzuela, Fernando Mania, now he's such a big part of the franchise as a uh, play-by-play man, color commentator. He's, a, he's in the press box the majority of the games. I am so glad that they finally said, hey, listen, we, we know we have this rule in place. However, when it comes to Fernando, we're not going to dictate, Cooperstown will not dictate who we get to put and say, listen, the number 34 that Fernando wore will never be worn again. I'm so happy about that, guys.
2: Yeah, I, I was just I'll, I'll mention something really quick. I think it's an excellent, you know, thing that they did this because there's a difference between getting into the baseball Hall of Fame and getting to your team's Hall of Fame, right? And I think that, you know, guys that get into the team's Hall of Fame should be recognized. You know, I don't care if you didn't have a lengthy amazing all-star filled career. If you meant something to that organization and you meant something for even a small mo- you know, part of their time, I think you should be in that Hall of Fame. And I'm so glad the Dodgers did this because Fernando Valenzuela was a little bit of, you know, he created that pathway for Hispanic players to come to the Dodgers and thrive, right? And you know, Fernando Mania was sensational, but you know, he helped them win a World Series, all these things that mean so much to, to the people and the fans around that time. And to landmark that and to make it a, a memory is, I, I think it, it's excellent for what they do. And I think a lot of teams should take I don't know you know I can't really gauge who does that or who who does what but I think they should you know change that rule for every team like a Jeremy you know I'm not going to say yeah. Jeremy Lynn cuz that was 2 weeks but for guys that helped an organization over time like a you know the Giants run those guys should be inducted into the team's Hall of Fame I think it's great
1: again the Dodgers are one of the few franchises that 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 do this again so I I, I don't think of the, the majority of the teams out there don't do this, but let me really quickly kind of just put into context what Fernando meant. Again, he just came in as a world win his first year, but five time um, All Star, two time World Series champion, Cy Young Award winner, rookie of the year, Gold Glove Award winner, two time Silver Slugger Award, led the National League in wins. Uh, led the entire Major League Baseball in strikeouts, um, and by the way, at the end of his career in 1990, towards the end of his career, pitched a no hitter. Again, the majority of the teams do uh, do a good job of of uh, you know doing like they retire the jersey of a, a player that meant a lot to them. The Dodgers and the Lakers have done this. What do you guys think of the Lakers? I've often heard this from a lot of Laker fans out there. You know, you know, if, if you were to like expand it, for example, and really do a, do something to highlight people who've meant a lot to that franchise. You're talking about Michael Cooper, Derek Fisher, Robert Ory, guys like that. The Lakers, however, have a standard of saying you have to make it into to the Hall of Fame. Brandon, first of all, on Fernando, but also would you want the Lakers to say, hey, listen, He's not a Hall of Famer, but look at what Michael Cooper, Derek Fisher, those guys have done.
4: Yeah, I think it's important. Um, I mean, we saw it uh, a few days ago when Randall Gruchek was traded to the Angels and is wearing Tim Salmon's number. Like, I felt like that was kind of like, well, Tim Salmon's number should have been retired. He won a World Series there. He's one of the best Angels ever. Like, Mike Trout's 27 will be retired, and Shohei Otani's 17. You know, like, regardless of if Shohei goes elsewhere in the offseason, his number's retired following you know in a few years anyways just because of what he did and what he accomplished as two of the best seasons ever so yeah i, I do think that it, there are war- there's times where it warrants that and you made a good point arash not like jeremy lynn where it's four games even though it'll be remembered forever but venice valenzuela yeah Val- valenzuela what was i saying uh fernando yes of course and other guys like cooper Ori. if you look at Perhaps the Spurs, even with with guys like that. What what about Boris D. L. Yeah. or someone yeah. like that? Like, does he get retired <laughs> his number right? Because no, you just think about role yeah. players that win you championships, like Bruce Brown. Could no, be like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm choking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, okay. Calm down. Okay, okay. Porter Junior. Though, <laughs> if he ends up having a good career, you know.
0: It's, okay. I mean, it's, to Grant's point, like you can't really measure someone's impact. Um, I think a lot of different variables matter. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll go to the Cavs. Adrino Silgowskis, he's Ooh. not going to be in the Hall of Fame, but he was there for so long. And I think it matters if someone has been a part of a team from the dumps to the heights. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying There's also a debate. Will, I'll stick with the Cavs, like Tristan Thompson. Should he be should he be someone that gets his jersey retired for the Cavs? I would honestly say, yeah, but I was born in that. And others would disagree. I mean, why not? He made five. Lakers a legend? He's what? Yeah. Lakers, Lakers. legend. Course, Bring like, him back. But it's, it's, it's goes to that thing of, well, how big of an impact did he make? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the rally monkey. Why not the rally monkey? That should be in the hall of angels. Like there's, there's moments, there's commentators, there's people part of a yeah. rocket. Like there's all these things, like all these different scenarios. And if that impact warranted it enough, more than just being a good role player or being a good player, because it gets a little weird because it's like it's not the Hall of Very Good, it's the yeah. Hall of Fame or a Team Hall. So it all it, it's it every scenario is
4: different. I'll leave it yeah. at that. Yes, but the, also the reason why I say not Tristan Thompson and yes on Boris Diaw is Boris Diaw was multiple championships, right? Like I mean I know that Cleveland championship was so important, so there's certainly an argument, but argument that's on. what I was saying about. The
0: argument gets really weird with role players though, so I would stay away from that because yeah.
1: Year. I would agree with that.
0: You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. like, Tristan said, sorry he didn't play with Tim Duncan, manager Nobly, Tony Parker. <laughs> <laughs> he played <laughs> with LeBron, though. He had LeBron, Timothy Mozkoff, and, and uh, David Blatt. So you know hey, shout out,
4: shout out Ogowskis, by the way. Does he get a statue? <laughs>
0: um, What <laughs>
3: statue?
0: <laughs> Well, it's weird because people – he's, like, very beloved. I don't really like – he went to go play with Miami for a couple weeks.
4: He was <laughs> solid for that team that went to the finals when LeBron was young and oh, throughout, throughout his career.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Here's the thing. The most myopic when it comes to this, or I have to f- often explain this, and I hate to say this, it's Lakers fans. So when – and this kills me to say it. I said the moment Powell retires – He's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. He's gonna get his jersey retired. The number of fans who said, Whoa, 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 if you're gonna retire Pows, you gotta retire Michael Cooper's Kurt Rambus. I'm like, bro, let me know when those guys get into the Hall of Fame. Let me know when that happens. And I'm telling you right now, and Genie Buzz confirmed this: LeBron's getting his number retired. He's getting 23 retired. Why? Because he was on the Lakers, led them to a championship. You can talk about what you want about the bubble in Florida. He led them to a championship. He was the f- f- he was the final most valuable player. He's getting his jersey retired. And again, he's been there for five years, going on six years. It's not like he was just there for one year. So the fact that I have to constantly explain to my beloved Laker fans they
4: don't know ball. That's all right. That's what you have there's, to the do.
1: Difference, there's a difference between Powell and LeBron being Hall of Famers and God bless them, but Kurt Rambis and Michael Cooper and Derek Fisher and Robert Oree, those guys are not Hall of Famers. Therefore, if so facto, they don't get their jersey number retired. All right, guys. I, I I hated to close the show by shading some of my beloved brethren, <laughs> Laker fans, but I always have to explain I them love it. there's a difference between Cooper and LeBron. All right. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe. Stay healthy.
2: This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew
0: can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team
4: ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by.